Welcome to the Self-Improvement Book Club with Rachel. Today's book is A Love Prescription by John Gottman, PhD, and Julie Shorts Gottman, PhD. The lovely Gottmans who are married and they are psychologists that help with all sorts of love and wellness for couples. So this book is demystifying long-term love. So if anyone has been married for a couple years or more, you know that problems come up in marriages and marriages have highs and lows and what we all really want are really great, fulfilling, happy relationships. So the Gottmans help us in this book to start different habits in the relationship that will help promote long-lasting love and satisfaction. I mean, love is a confusing, mysterious thing. Why can some couples stay happily married for decades while other people seem to not get along and be able to work it out? And they tend to fight over and over again. The Gottmans don't really think this is so much of a mystery. They feel like they have a pretty good formula to help to keep the long-term love alive and burning. And just some background on the Gottmans. They set up a love lab back in 1990 in Seattle, and they have studied the behaviors in couples countless times to see exactly what makes love last. So you could definitely say they're experts in this field. I mean, we would all love the honeymoon fades to last. So hopefully the points in this book will help you if you're struggling in a relationship to start to turn the ship around and work on the ways that you're able to add to the relationship. And it doesn't take two to tango, although it helps. But I truly believe if one person makes a change in the relationship, the other person will react to it and change with you. So even if you can't get your partner to listen to this podcast with you, if you start to make these changes, you hopefully over time will see your partner change as well. And it's never too late to improve your relationship. So let's get started. Number one tip is look for small moments to connect. It's probably something you've heard before, but try to connect with your partner. And how do you do that? Because we're all so busy, you know, those of us that have kids or jobs or hobbies or anything else going on in our lives, it can make it really, really hard to connect. And let's face it, the COVID pandemic has not particularly helped many relationships In fact, if you are an extroverted person going through the pandemic, this was really hard on you. This was really hard on extroverted couples and other couples as well, but especially people that were used to going out and socializing. And just in general, the pandemic has really wreaked havoc on relationships. Just think about it. You have two married people people that have kids and 
during the pandemic, their kids couldn't go to school. So they're trying to teach them, hold their jobs down and be there for each other. It can be very, very chaotic. And you may think to yourself, there's absolutely no time for me to connect with my partner. I'm trying to keep my head above water. But the Gottman says this simply is not true. There are plenty of ways to connect during the day. We just have to spot them. These are called bids for connection. So it could be that your partner sighs and you notice they sigh. So you ask them, what are you thinking or what's going on? Their small gestures are a bid to connect with you and you can answer those bids by asking questions or seeming concerned with them. Also, if you're both busy working and your partner maybe asks you about something and you ignore them because you're doing work or you're busy, then you're not connecting there. You're not taking the time to connect with your partner. And with this example, there are three ways to connect. You can either turn towards your partner, which is responding to them when they try to connect, or you can turn away from your partner, which is giving them no reaction at all, or you can turn against them. That is responding negatively. So in my previous example where a partner may want to share something, like I just read this interesting article, you can either say, what was the article about? That's turning towards them. You can ignore them because you're busy in your own work. That's turning away from them. Or you can say, please don't bother me now. I'm working. That would be responding negatively. The Gottmans acknowledge that it is very difficult to respond the right way every single time. Hey, you're just human after all. So it's not expected that you're perfect, but try to connect as much as possible when you notice these things. And just being able to notice them is a huge improvement. Advice number two, ask the big questions. Another way to connect with your partner is by asking questions. So, of course, when you've been married for a while or you've been in a relationship for a while, we get to know each other and we just start assuming what the other person's going to say or do, almost like we're living on autopilot. We don't actually take the time anymore to get to know your partner because you think you might know everything about them. But one great quality to have in a relationship is curiosity and asking each other questions. So what are some examples of these questions? It's not, honey, did you take the trash out? Or honey, did you pay that bill? Because those are daily tasks that we as partners, you know, need to do for each other. No, the question should be, big open-ended questions. So it can be something like, what do you want to do after retirement? What would be your dream after we retire together? Like, do you want to travel the world? Do you just want to stay home and learn how to bake? Or do you want to adopt a million cats and become a cat lady? 
Okay, maybe one of those is my dream, but I'm not going to tell you which one. Anyways, a few more examples could be, what is one of your goals at work at the moment? Or if you could design your perfect house, what would it be like? Picking any of these deeper questions can be fun and get to know your partner more and just bring out more of the inner knowings of what they want and desire. An actionable tip would be going for a walk with your partner and just starting to ask these questions because when your body's moving, then your brain has a tendency to be able to flow more and think better. So just an actionable tip. Set a time to go for a walk every day and talk to your partner. Another big tip the Gottmans give is say thank you. We love as humans to feel appreciated and seen. So when your partner does something that you truly appreciate, a simple thank you can go a long way. As we kind of expect things from people, you know, my partner does this, I do that. We start to forget to say thank you and appreciate the things they do in the relationship because either we think, hey, I'm doing all the work and they're not doing anything, or we get into these kind of negative thought patterns that aren't really too healthy for the relationship. So one thing you could do, another actionable item, is write down everything your partner does in the relationship, whether it's going to work, loading the dishwasher, helping with the kids in any way, anything. Write it all down and just make a note for yourself and remember to thank them for all these things. It can also be helpful to really observe your partner's behavior and really notice all the good and helpful things they do over the course of the day. It may open your eyes and surprise you to see how much they actually do help with things. And this just creates a culture of appreciation and it helps with long-lasting love when you feel appreciated. Another tip is to give genuine compliments, not the fake ones, right? <laughs> so th saying thank you is great, but also looking for those qualities within their character that you can appreciate. Like, is your partner super funny? Like, they're always cracking jokes, making things light, and the family... Um, you know, laugh when they spill milk, just saying, hey, you know, your humor in this relationship is very, it's, it's a fresh breath of air. And I love that you bring this humor into our relationship. Just think about it. Wouldn't you love hearing that? Like, hey, I really love this about your core being who you are. I mean, looks, compliments are nice. Like you look really great today. Um, you know, I want to eat you up. You're so yummy, right? <laughs> Any of that. But also just those compliments about who you are as a person are helpful. And back to the Gottman's long-term studies of love, they examined many different couples. And this is pretty surprising, but the ratio of positive to negative interactions in a relationship were big factors in long-lasting love. They wanted to know the minimum 
amount of positive interactions needed. So they studied it compared to negative ones. So what is that answer? 20 to 1. I'm going to say that again, 20 to 1. So in a romantic relationship, you need 20 positive interactions for every negative one. Wow. So (laughs) really building up that appreciation, thank you, compliments is so important. Another big thing is telling your partner what you need, which I think is one of the harder things to do. Either you don't want to inundate them with your needs or or men often suppress their own needs because they've taught their role is to be strong providers. And women can be trained to put others first. And this role can be reversed. So I'm not saying that women don't try to be strong or vice versa with men not being able to say what they need. But the Gottmans point out that too often tension is caused by miscommunication. So they're just saying communication is key because people may drop hints and then get resentful when their partner fails to fulfill their needs. So how do we be more direct and say what you truly need? This can be done by being direct without turning it into a criticism. For example, if your need is for your partner to tidy up more, you shouldn't scream at them, hey, you never clean, because they probably do clean once in a while. So they may get defensive if you say you never clean. And then focus on the fact that you're talking about your own needs and not the partner's deficiencies. So if you turn this conversation around and keep it focused on what you need, then it will help. So for instance, if the issue is tidying up around the house and everything is really messy, you might say, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Can you please help me by doing xyz whatever you need help with that way the clear communication is there and you're not telling the partner they're lazy or they're not helping you because people are not telepathic so if you don't tell them how you feel and how you need them to help then you can become frustrated and resentful and we don't want that okay next tip touch your partner So a lot of what we were talking about before is really good communication, but there are physical needs in a relationship too. And physical touch releases the hormone oxytocin, which is good for us in so many ways. It reduces stress and lowers blood pressure. In fact, to promote this release, you should hug for at least 20 seconds. And there are obvious ways to touch, like kissing and hugging, but look for ways to touch in different ways. Like if you're eating at the dinner table, can you touch feet with your partner? Can you place a hand on them once in a while? Just look for ways that you can connect physically. Touch should be frequently, like every day, and it's not something just reserved for sex or special occasion. Because we all want that oxytocin release, that feel-good chemical that comes 
with your partner and it's a way to be really intimate. The last tip is to have regular date nights because in a long-term commitment or relationship, you often get really busy with other things and you forget to put each other as a priority. It may be money is tight or you're tired or you just feel really exhausted from the end of the day, but making each other a priority is so important. And if money's tight or some other reason that binds you, like whether you can't find a babysitter or anything like that, you can get creative. Set aside time at home where you don't have to spend money and do something like play a game together or learn a new recipe so you guys can cook together or anything that is one-on-one time and a date together. Another fun thing you could do is take turns planning that date night so you don't have to always be the one to get creative Um, or buy books that help you have different ideas for cheap date nights or ways to have date nights at home. You know, love that Google, right? Google it up. You know, what can I do at home for a date night? So The Gottmans just want you to know that love is more than just a feeling. It's a choice you make moment by moment, day after day. So whatever you're struggling with in your relationship, or if you're not struggling, why not make it even stronger and start to use these tips to help strengthen your relationship. Also, another quick actionable item is to set a few minutes a day, 10 to 15 minutes with your partner at the end of the night or in the morning over coffee to just check in and get focused on each other. Ask them, is there anything you need from me today? How are there ways we can connect? Maybe plan for future date nights. And this helps build trust and intimacy and just knowing you guys are on the same team. Because at the end of the day, you should be. If you're going to have a partnership with someone, y'all should be on the same team, right? So thank you for listening to the Self-Improvement Book Club. I hope these tips from the Gottmans helped and will help strengthen your relationship. Come join us next week for our next book. And keep reading. Have a great day.